0: Welcome to Phil Interrupted. Are you out of your damn mind? You get the drink from the fire hose. This
1: is an embarrassment of space. What? What's the matter, shit? You got wax in your ears. Oh, Phil! you got Tammy Parker.
2: Hello and welcome to Phil Interrupted, this is the show where I get to do whatever I want while dealing with the constant antics of Smash. We can review movies, video games, and who knows what else. Episodes can be spooky to oddly informative to downright stupid. I am your host, Phil Allen, and I do welcome you to the show. Let me start things off by asking you guys a question. Do you guys like to have fun? I'm going to assume you do. Let me ask you another question. Do you guys like pro wrestling? You better like wrestling, because that's today's topic. We're going to talk about WWE entrance theme songs. You know, when a wrestler comes out, they have a song that hits, and you instantly know who it is. Oftentimes, the song hits before they ever come out. And that is part of the fun of wrestling. I think that the anticipation and that excitement is uh, almost as good as an actual match. I've been to uh, quite a few live WWE shows and obviously watched it on TV tons of times, the pay-per-views, Monday Night Raw, that kind of thing. And there's nothing like that excitement when somebody you're looking forward to, their music drops, and then they come out from behind the Titantron or whatever it is they call it. And it is just so exciting. Nothing like it. They're, they're the theatrics of it, you know, the music is blaring all the really cool lighting effects that they have nowadays. And you've got the pyrotechnics and all these different great intros. Some guys have the fog machines, you know, it, they really have gone all out and trying different ways of making entrances. There's nothing better than it. And like I said, I really enjoy that. I think that's even more fun than the actual match itself. It's just having the entrance and somebody come out and you know, they the bad guys will stare at the crowd and give you mean looks and not high five anybody as they're walking down. And it's just, it's classic. It is so classic. And uh, I love wrestling. My wrestling uh, history is kind of like this. When I was real little uh, say late eighties through early nineties was about we're talking eight to eight to you know ten, eleven, twelve years old. I really liked wrestling, and that was during the heyday of people like Hulk Hogan, and it was awesome. It was really awesome. And then I got out of wrestling. I didn't get. I, was, I sort of lost it. And I didn't get back into it until probably like late two thousand, two thousand and one. So I missed the whole mid nineties, and I missed the Attitude Era, which was in the late 90s, which everybody always tells me is the best era of wrestling. And I totally missed it. Like with Stone Cold, uh, Steve Austin, when The Rock was coming and getting big, and uh, Triple H was getting big, and Mankind. All these sorts of characters, uh, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, all these guys. I I sort of missed that, and uh, with China and all that stuff. But I've since gone back and watched quite a bit of the Attitude Era, and it's it is freaking awesome. It's it's definitely a very interesting era in wrestling. But uh, so then let's see. I watched for probably about 2000, 2001 to probably around 2004, maybe, and then I lost interest again. And then maybe 2008 or nine. I'm not even sure when I got back into it, and I've pretty much been into it since. Um, I don't religiously watch it every week or anything like that it's just there's too much content to handle it that often i just really enjoy wrestling every once in a while it's a great escape it can be really funny uh they have some spectacular moves and uh like i said it's just it's a lot of good fun and uh it's a great escape from reality and a part of that is the entrance themes like i was saying before they're so classic some of these songs as soon as i hear them like oh yeah so I thought it'd be fun tonight to go through and listen to some of my personal favorite WWE entrance songs. Now, I'm not going to do ECW or WCW because I never watch those, so I don't really know too much about that. I've only ever seen WWE. Now, throughout the show, we're going to have a few segments uh, from guests who have their own opinion. I have a couple people in my life that I always go to for wrestling. They're wrestling marks, if you will. A mark is somebody who knows wrestling kind of inside out is uh very familiar has a passion for it. they're generally called a mark and i have some wrestling marks that i asked to give their opinions on their favorite entrances entrance theme songs so uh we will be listening to a few people during the course of the show and uh it won't just be my loud mouth that you hear but let's get things started and let's play the first track of this podcast here we go here we go Oh, yeah. I'm doing the little jump right now. Yeah. Gotta mess people up. This is none other than Brock Lesnar, which obviously he's my favorite wrestler. Anybody that knows me knows I have this ridiculous, ridiculous um, love for Brock, man crush, whatever you want to call it. Oh, yeah, I'm totally 100% biased. Any match he's in, no matter what, I'm rooting for him. He's usually the bad guy. I'm always rooting for him, though. I always want him to win at all costs. I don't care how he has to win. I don't care who he has to beat up. Even if it's another wrestler I really like, I'm rooting for Brock Lesnar to beat the living piss out of him. I don't know why Brock Lesnar just speaks to me. (laughs) And this theme... it really says i'm going to kick your ass. It's a little generic, i will admit. Uh there's no lyrics or anything like that. It's it was written by some WWE composer. And uh again, it's a little generic, but that's okay. It's violent and uh it it says i'm going to kick your ass and that that's what they were going for with Brock. So he's he's a beast. Brock. <laughs> Okay, this is Bray Wyatt. This is the, was it Fireflies? This entrance is awesome live. The song is a very catchy track by Real Band. I, I don't remember who they are. I do not remember who they are. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, it, live, though, really is. Gets you that, he that you captures the persona of Bray Wyatt. He's supposed to be this uh, kind of like cult leader of guy and everybody puts up their cell phones and holds up the the flashlight part of it and they shake it back and forth and they turn off all the lights in the arena and on tv it really looks super cool it looks like like twilight like stars in the sky or something he calls his fireflies and it looks really neat as everyone has their phone when you're actually there live, it's actually kind of bright. When everybody, even though it's dark, everybody has their cell phones on it, there's like a, uh, you can easily see. But, uh, on TV, it looks like it's pitch dark. It looks really badass. And it really adds to the character of Bray Wyatt that he is this mysterious, uh, son of a bitch. And, I, you know, the Bray Wyatt character, we could get into an argument about whether he's been ruined, uh, that they've kind of ruined, uh, his whole persona. I don't know, that's up for debate. But his song, although very slow and different than a lot of other tracks, is very creepy and really adds to the mystique of Bray Wyatt. Here's an interesting thing to note. Uh, originally, uh, due to licensing costs and having to pay royalties, WWE did not want to pay royalties, so they tried to shy away from using commercial music, and they wanted to have their own composers that they hired to personally make the music for their wrestlers, being far cheaper, keeping it in-house. However, that does not mean that music was never used before. In the early 1950s, female champion Mildred Burke often entered to a theme song. So there you go. And Gorgeous George was associated with Pomp and Circumstance, which later became used by Macho Man Randy Savage, of course. Sergeant Slaughter is sometimes claimed to introduce the idea to Vincent McMahon himself. Other commercial songs that were used earlier on was Black Sabbath's Iron Man. And Hulk Hogan actually used Eye of the Tiger for a while before he got his very, very famous um, The Real American Theme But really, playing music was not a widespread practice until sometime in the 1980s. The fabulous Freebirds, like I said, Hulk Hogan, the Junkyard Dog, and various, various other uh, wrestlers began to use their own theme songs. And the theme song became what it is today, pretty much. And also, when you win a match, they'll play your theme song as well. You know who this is already, right? Okay. You may say, what? Why are you picking this one? The reason I picked this one is because it is extremely iconic of John Cena. Your time is
1: off, my
2: time Time is now. now. You can't see me, my time is now. You got you know that. You know that if you're a wrestling fan. You've heard it eight trillion times. And, you know, it's the whole never give up kind of thing. And that's perfect for John Cena. That is his gimmick. That is what his character stands for. And the whole song is about how it's his time now. I think it works really well for him. Uh, I'm not exactly a a fan of the song and the rap or anything like that. But it just... It it is John Cena at this point. I know he's had the previous themes. uh, Thug Life or whatever they were called. And they were cool too, I guess. But this really is John Cena. And it's... He's one of the most accomplished wrestlers, whether you want to admit it or not, in the history of the WWE. And this theme song, uh, I think he's probably going to have it for the rest of his career. I can't imagine him changing it at this point. That would be insane. So, uh, you know, I, not necessarily one of my favorites, but it's without a doubt. This gets an honorable mention. It has to, right off the bat. Now, now.
3: You
1: can't see me. My time is now. now. It's the well, I'm now, now. You
3: can't see me. Yeah. My time is now. now. Uh, it's gone baby, it's gone.
2: Now this song is super repetitive, it's barely going to change, it's just the same guitar riff over and over again pretty much. This is the ultimate warrior. Nothing says, I'm pumped up on steroids and I'm going to go insane like uh, this song does. The Ultimate Warrior came out to the ring going 110 miles per hour, shaking on the ropes, flipping out, running up and down the apron of the ring, just going absolute berserk. The guy must have been completely winded by the time he actually started a match. And this song, it, you just knew he was come, gonna come. You knew he was gonna come running out, going a million miles an hour when this song dropped in the arena. Totally a classic.
1: Can you dig it, dig it dig sucker? It. Sucker.
2: This is Booker (laughs) T. The whole reason I picked it is just because I love when he goes, Can you dig it, sucker? Oh, classic. Classic. Now this one, you don't hear too much anymore. You really don't. It is a very special moment uh, at this point in wrestling when you actually hear this theme song drop and this person come out. But... Back during the Attitude Era and times like that, oh man, this was a very common theme to hear and one of the best moments of wrestling ever. I'm going to play it before I reveal who the guy is, but here, check this bad boy out. The place in line this is Vince McMahon when he became Mr. McMahon and he's just he's wreaking havoc fighting with all his different wrestlers Stone Cold and him are fighting oh dude Vince McMahon became such a great character as the evil boss and this song really I like I said I mean dude it's this is Vince McMahon. You don't hear it too often anymore. But man, when it drops, you see him come down swinging those arms. He's got that swagger. He's the chairman of the company. And, you know, he's just firing people and, and making people, like, like lick his toes and kiss his butt and just do totally absurd stuff. When you're the boss of a ridiculous corporation and organization as the WWE. You kind of get to do whatever you want, and that is the beauty of it. Every once in a while, you get to yell at people and say, Yeah! Let's take a quick pause from the music and let's catch up with uh my good friend Rich Rogers. He's the straight shooter. He used to be on Breaking Check. If you remember him from there, uh check out the episodes he's on. We always talk wrestling with him. It is good fun. Uh Rich Rogers was also on an episode of Film Erupted. It was the Sharknado episode. I forget which number that is, but it's in the back catalog. If you want to hear Rich uh <laughs> <laughs> in uh, peak form, go check that out. So I was able to catch up with uh, Rich for just a brief moment today and get some of his opinions on his favorite entrance themes.
0: All right, my favorite WWE theme songs uh, has to be Ric Flair, The Road Warriors, Demolition's a classic. Um, you can't forget Hogan's theme, even though I hate him. The Rock, Stone Cold, The Undertaker, you also have to throw in there, I think, uh, you have to throw in the Shields theme. The Shields theme is just kind of cool in its own right. Um, I would also have to put in there... You know, I, I hate to say it, but the honky-tonk man, Steve, you have to throw that in. It's so classic. <laughs> but those are definitely some of the greatest WWE songs what, of all time. What about Brock Lesnar? Yes, you can't forget Brock. Oh, right, Brocks, there we go. Brocks is, Brock's is awesome.
2: Well, there you go. That was Rich Rogers, the straight shooter, with his opinion. And some of those are going to be played here. Uh, spoiler alert. In fact, let's actually go right into the S.H.I.E.L.D.S. theme, which is kind of Roman Reigns theme now, but let's go, let's just call it the S.H.I.E.L.D.S. theme. Let's check it out. I think that uh, this song is saying to me, it's saying confidence, saying unity, and we're coming here to kick your ass no matter what. And is that The Shield, or is that The Shield? The guys, basically, when the three of them team up together, they never lose. When they first came onto the scene, they didn't lose for like two years plus or something ridiculous. It was a really long time. I know my Mark friends will have like the exact day and match, but I don't exactly remember. It was a long time and uh yeah this song really is a pretty kick-ass tough tune and more recently roman reigns has been coming out to this for quite a while Uh, they cut out the beginning where it's like alpha delta whatever they cut that part out and it just goes into the uh the song with the guitar and everything and um, you know, I like it as Roman Reigns. I understand why he sort of took this song, because Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, uh, the other guys in The Shield, went off in their singles career and got their own songs, and this is such a great track, they kind of left it with the the big dog, uh, Roman Reigns, and I'm okay with that. I like, though, that when The Shield does unite every once in a while, that they also use the song, because this really is The Shield's theme, so... It's a good song. I like it. I agree with Rich on this one, um, amongst others, which we'll get to. So let's continue. I love that guitar. This is Kane. Of course this is Kane. He's always had this song or very, very similar to this. I think there's been a couple versions, but always sounding nearly exactly the same. And Kane, man, dude, this guy was my favorite wrestler for quite a while quite a while. Uh, when I picked up wrestling in like 2000, 2001, I went to a SmackDown, and I, we made a giant cane sign. Uh, there were four of us, and we each had a letter, and we held it. We were on TV for like maybe two seconds. They showed a clip of us holding our cane sign up. It was really well done. So that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I, I loved Kane because... If you listen to this song, it's very menacing. It's kind of like I was always thought of Kane as like as like the Michael Myers or something like his his image uh, of a wrestler here. He's a devil's favorite demon, I think is what they call him. And uh, yeah, I mean, this song is menacing. And it's kind of scary. Kind of runs is like kind of Halloweenish. Like I said, the cameo Myers kind of thing. And uh, I don't know. That's what I've always gotten from. Him. He's always had the big fire uh, the, all the pyrotechnics, which is super awesome. And the red lights because he's evil. Or you know, he has gone face sometimes. But when he's heel, um, he has the scary red lights and stuff. And uh, like I said, when he first came out though He was just so, so Like he didn't talk or anything And that was super cool Now he's become, you know, he talks And he's got kind of goofy for a little while When he was in Team Hell No with Daniel Bryan But he was still enjoyable But I'm talking about the initial Incarnation of Kane Loved it Was one of my favorite gimmicks they ever did I don't know why, it just spoke to me I absolutely loved it And this song was perfect for him Listen to the song. This has got to be someone who thinks highly of themselves. This is Mr. Perfect. Oh, I loved Mr. Perfect when I was a kid. Came out with the coach. He was always blowing his whistle like a maniac. I love this song. It's so great. Oh, man. He he had the Intercontinental belt for so long when he was the champion. Oh, my God. And then he lost to Bret Hart in that epic, epic... SummerSlam 1991 match. My favorite matches of all time, Mr. Perfect and Bret Hart. Love me some Mr. Perfect. is the Hardy Boys. I can think of fewer songs that make me pop more than the Hardy Boys. This song is hard rock. It's punk. It is everything that the Hardy Boys are coming out with all their, their fishnet on them and their ripped up shirts and their long hair and just the tattoos. Just the whole look that they had. They were like like skaters gone wild or something. The Hardy Boys. And oh man, when that... that initial part drops before they come out it it always got you pumped because these guys were freaking awesome tag team they always had high spots specifically jeff hardy would love to see some broken matt hardy in wwe these days maybe by the time this recording comes out it will who knows love the gimmick of the broken hardys brother nero i knew you'd come i love all that the delete delete Absolute Mule I love all that But even the regular Hardy Boys Are pretty classic And this song Woo Man does it, this, I just gotta hear this drop One more time And Who are we facing For the tag team belts I don't know Who's it gonna be oh. Super super cool stuff Now, call me crazy, but I've always really enjoyed this one. And this is definitely, I think, an underrated theme. This is Christian. Just close your eyes. The world heavyweight belt he won twice, and won the tag team with Edge. The tag team belts like eight trillion times. I don't even remember. But this one is during his singles career. And I always like this song. I forget what band it's actually by. And I know they cut right to the middle of the song, like the chorus. There's like that violin in the begins, like, and then it starts. Always thought that one was underrated. All right, on to our next one. And I'm going to give you a little hint. I'm going to do a little sound effect. See if you can figure out what it is before the song drops. Chris Jericho, I love that break down the wall, break down the walls, classic. I' pretty sure this is Chris Jericho's only theme that he's had that I'm aware of. If he did, I'm not. I don't know about it. As far as I've known, this has always been Y2J's uh, theme, and that was me supposed to be doing the countdown: five, four, three. I know it's bad. Anyway, Chris Jericho, classic, the long hair, the attitude, just talking back to anybody, always sarcastic, totally a classic character. And this song uh, is definitely very representative of that. And uh, yeah, it's a good one. Get the wig split. Somebody's gonna get the ass kicked. Someone's gonna get their wig split, man. When this guy comes out, Mark Henry, the world's strongest man, someone's getting their wig split. You know, it says it right there in the songs. So you best be ready. Uh, this song says to me, "I'm tough. I'm gonna split your wig." <laughs> Just gonna keep driving that home. I'm not even sure exactly what that means, but it's awesome.
1: You're
2: gonna get your ass kicked Your wig is gonna get split Simple Wig split Love it I like this I like this one Listen to that guitar That is
1: cool
2: I'm doing like a strut Coming out Feeling really cool This is Owen Hart Man this This is so So Circa Whatever it is 80's 90's I don't remember exactly I was young But dude Awesome track Who couldn't walk out Feeling like a million bucks To this Speaking of feeling like a million bucks.
0: (laughs) Everybody's got a price. (laughs) Everybody's going to pay. the million dollar man. awesome
2: now the song itself kind of forgettable you know the money money is classic but the song itself kind of forgettable really is But then you add a little bit of the million dollar man heckling and laughing just laughing at your face because he's richer than you add some of those always gets his way (laughs) dude makes it one of my favorite entrance songs the million dollar man whoo this guy just reeked of wealth, and he rubbed it in your face. Awesome, epic character, and this song was definitely, definitely a major part of The Million Dollar Man.
1: And
2: I briefly spoke of this earlier with Christian, but this is the Edge and Christian theme when they were a tag team. You know, they do their five-second pose. Maybe it was six seconds, whatever it was. They did that pose. It was great. Awesome.
1: You think you know me, you think you know me. You think you know me.
2: You think you know me. That was cool man. They were like cool like surfer dudes, so cocky, thinking we're better than everybody. And they were tag team champions. God, for a long time. A lot of times, too. Awesome. I think they're Canadian. Which is totally fine with me I don't care But A lot of wrestlers are Canadian Love the Edgin and Christian song I don't know why You think you know me Classic You want a real throwback Let's go with this one Fabulous Rougeau Brothers, I believe is how you pronounce it. I don't know anything about these guys. I could not pick them out of a lineup. I have no idea who they are. But I was looking through different theme songs, and this one just caught my eye. Man, this is such a silly track. I feel not silly. It's just a funny song to come out to. It, it's it's really dated, I think, but it is still awesome, dude. These guys are super cool. They had a song written about it. Check it out. American Boys. I like that. I think that is a great song. Wish I knew more about them. Here's one that I really enjoyed that I feel, again, was very underrated, got overlooked, and uh, it disappeared after a while. It was a, This was a stable. Check it out. Got some chanting here. Some clapping. your ass. I like that. It's called We Are One. This was the Nexus theme. Remember Nexus with Bray Wyatt and all those other goons and Heath Slater was in there and McGillicuddy and Curtis Axel. I think that was him. Oh, man. Even Bray Wyatt was in there, but he wasn't named Bray Wyatt. He was Husky Harris or something and all sorts of guys came and go came and go if i could talk let's see who else do we have in there we uh was Sheffield which is um oh man uh Ryback uh, he was in there ah oh, dude there was a bunch of people i think Darren Young was in there uh, i think i mentioned Heath Slater already uh CM Punk was the leader after uh uh, 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 uh Wade Barrett I got kind of got kicked out There was a bunch of dudes in the Nexus, man. Oh, I loved the Nexus. They came and they beat up John Cena and they took over. I don't know. Maybe that's... I got back into wrestling. Uh, I, I think, actually, when I got into wrestling this last time where I've stuck in it pretty much, I think... I turned it on and saw the Nexus like when they invaded Raw or something like the first time, which is why I think I have this like nostalgic love for this Nexus song because I was like, what? I haven't watched wrestling in so long. Who is this? These guys are invading? I'm like, what is this? And uh, just for that very reason, love the Nexus song. It's, it's a good kind of hard rock. We are one. We are one. We will stand together. Whatever. All right. All right. All right enough. Let's move on. This is uh, Neville Called Break Orbit I really like this one Because I've always Really liked electronic music And you don't hear a lot of it In wrestling A lot of it's hard rock And stuff like that Which is cool too You know I understand Why you go that route But this one had a really cool Electronic vibe going to it It's aggressive too Real aggressive I'm just going to restart it here Because I love the intro I just love how this starts The on. Wham Great intro. Makes you pumped to see him. Uh, As of this recording, I believe he is out of the WWE. I'm not even sure what happened. He walked out. I don't know if he's been released or what's going on with his contract. I always like Neville. Um, I mean, he's okay in the cruiserweight division. I understand why he was there. Uh, but I think he's he's really built for a little guy And he's extremely talented And I think he could definitely get a push um, Up against some of the bigger guys and do well Hell, if you had Rey Mysterio Beating like freaking Big Show And guys like that I think Neville could definitely do some damage So maybe we'll see Neville back uh, Who knows But either way I, I really enjoyed his song It's a memorable song for me He's just a little speedy, fast, strong dude And this song is just sums up the chaos of him All right, the next person that I had send in a little segment was my very good friend, Derek Batacek, who has been on this podcast, a major influence on this podcast. Uh, He was on episode 50, I believe, 50th episode. And Derek Batacek and I did the Breaking Batacek podcast for almost five years. If you want to check out the back catalog, it is on circularlogicstudios.com, and you can hear Derek and I rant and rave about all sorts of stuff. There's definitely some wrestling episodes in there as well. And Derek is, is a mark as well as Rich Rogers, and Derek always has a lot of really great things to say about wrestling. I always respect his opinions with it, although we tend to disagree on stuff a lot. That's what makes us good friends is that we have different viewpoints, and we're able to get past that. Guy is very smart about his wrestling, and I asked him to say a few things, and of course he went way longer than I ever wanted him to, but check it out, he has a lot of great things to say, and I'm not sure where he's recording this, it sounds like he's in, I don't know, some like an industrial complex by the railroad or some sort of a coal mine or something. I'm not exactly sure where he's recording this. So the sound quality is not exactly perfect, but uh, a, that's okay. We'll, we'll give Derek a pass here. Okay, so here's Mr. Derek Badicek and his thoughts on the WWE entrance themes.
4: Well, hello, everybody. How's everybody doing today? This is Derek Batechek, and I am doing a little, uh, a little segment here. For a certain podcast, uh, for a good friend of mine, uh, a certain big-necked goon, uh, who, I mean, boy howdy, are are we just in for a treat, because we're talking about wrestling entrance music, and my God, now, for those of you out there who don't know, have never listened to me, which we know there aren't many of you, uh, you know that I'm, you know, you might not know that I am something of a wrestling enthusiast. I love pro wrestling. I eat, breathe, and sleep it. That part's not true. If I ate, breathed, and slept it, not the point. Anyway, I would like to talk a little bit about some of my favorite themes, which is what uh, the extraordinaire uh, Phil Allen asked me to do, essentially, was uh, go ahead and talk a little bit about my favorite themes. And, uh, boy, howdy, do I have a lot of thoughts just running through my head right now. You know, uh, interestingly enough, a long time ago when we were doing Breaking Badicheck, we actually had we had a, uh, a show where Phil would play various. That's a train. Phil would play various uh, entrance themes, and what would happen is I would uh, guess which wrestler they were, and I actually did very well on it. But one of them that I missed infamously among my friends who listen to my show, uh, one of them that I missed was Jake the Snake Roberts theme. Which is uh, an interesting one. I'm pretty sure I'm sure Phil will play it for you at some point the The interesting thing about uh, not remembering that, the point I'm trying to come to, is that oddly enough, it is absolutely probably one of the best ones I can think of from that era. There's something about it, just something about the uh, and back then, a lot of it was purely some sort of music created, some sort of instrumental. Uh, sometimes you had ones I enjoyed but were other songs, i.e., uh, you know, Macho Man Randy Savage had Pomp and Circumstance, which I enjoy to this day if I'm ever at a graduation or any sort of, I kind of start, you know, sp- spinning my shoulders a little bit, pointing, you know, getting a little bit of that, you know, I'm getting a little of the Macho Madness in, yeah, I dig it, you know, that whole thing. Uh, so, that was a lot of fun, but something about Snake Roberts theme really just sort of captured that character. And I can't really put my finger on it, which I guess means that those doing the, the music on that one really did their job, if nothing else, you know? I mean, I think that that's one of the many things that an entrance song should do for a wrestler is sort of in some sort of intangible and maybe even indescribable, at least in this case's, way, uh, give you what that character is. And something about it really captures it, which I I really appreciate about that particular theme. uh, theme. Um, Several others that I really like come from a lot of different eras. I was a big fan. I know Phil doesn't like this one, but shame on you, Phil. You you don't understand the character. When Sting started uh, donning his crow gimmick and was out of the... uh, out of the ring for a while. Sting was my favorite wrestler growing up, by the way. Still my favorite. Which is interesting because I think I enjoyed WWE product more looking back on it. But I was a big WCW watcher. And Sting didn't wrestle for WWE in, in, until recently. Um, within the past couple years. And even then he only had a couple matches. Uh, but um, unless you count the last Nitro when he technically did wrestle for Vince McMahon. Because uh, they own the company at that point. The more you know. Anyway. The, uh, I really enjoyed his theme, which was more of a, uh, sounded kind of like, uh, being a, non, a non-musician, uh, any musicians listening to this are probably going to want to strangle me, but sounded more like a, maybe a violin type theme and had a very, like, haunting, very, uh, very haunting melody to it. I'm sure Phil might play that one for you as well, you know. <laughs> Da, 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 da. That that was basically it. Um, I remember Phil once gave a criticism of it that it didn't sound exciting enough. But again, I, I think that he, he has the misfortune of not having absorbed that timeline of that character, which led to the usage of that theme, uh, particularly before and at uh, Starcade '97, which is when he uh, had won the title from at the time Hollywood Hulk Hogan who had been a major heel uh, and sort of put the, uh, you know, held the company in a stranglehold with the NWO and they were the bad guys. And, and I'm digressing, but the point is I, I felt like that theme very much went well with that character and I, I think if anything rather than pick favorites I think I, I, I because it's hard for me to do that I think I really have to just focus on themes that did that because that's really what I think an entrance theme should be for a wrestler That that's really what I think I, I think it, it should capture you know I mean if the Undertaker came out you know outside of the the time that he was that he was the American badass if he came out with um in any carnation of his of his dead man character, any of them. If he came out to something like American Badass then, you would think it's ridiculous. But, again, it has to capture the character, and his themes always did that. Um, I feel like Hulk Hogan, as much as I, I expressed dislike for him personally, I've, I've never taken away from his contribution to wrestling, but I feel like Real American, the Rick Derringer, even when... Uh, um, American Made, which was sort of his WCW rip-off version of that song, uh, when he used that, I feel like that really did a lot for that uh, for for wrestling music in, in general. So um, just because it captured it, uh, a little throwback, and this Rich Rogers will enjoy this one specifically. But when the American, uh, I'm sorry, when the when the Fabulous Freebirds started using Bad Street USA, I was for some reason I was confusing USA with by saying American anyway. When the Fabulous Freebirds used Bad Street USA, I don't know if they were the first um, to do something like that, to be honest with you. So that's a little, you know, one of you, one of you crazy kids out there can Google that and, and tell Phil if it's right. But I don't know if they were the first to use an entrance music, but I think they were one of the first to really popularize that. Because Bad Street USA, again... Was what the Freebirds were about at that time. That's what the fabulous Freebirds were. They had that sort of southern rock star sort of uh, sort of air about them. And Bad Street USA, which was a song that they did, essentially, um, was supposed to be that entire atmosphere uh, put into into musical version. Again, completely completely describing their characters in, in an intangible sense. So. Uh, and that's that's really what I have to say. I'm, I'm sorry that I didn't really focus on a lot of my favorites. I don't want to make this too long, but, you know, Lord knows I'm not known to be long-winded. Um, let's see. Anything else that I want to say before I close out for this? Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin's theme will always, I think any child of the 90s or any 80s child who was a Gen Xer and in their teenage years around that time specifically, I think... Pretty much anybody who watched wrestling at that time, when you hear that shatter of glass, there's a little bit of adrenaline just pumps into your veins, just a little bit. That was always great. And, and again, uh, there's uh, some sort of melodic essence there, for lack of a better term, that that really just sort of described who Steve Austin was and the way he he walked to the ring, just sort of his his pace and his gait just just had this way of melding with the music which which made it all that more much more enjoyable so that's a really great one uh as far as uh, modern day goes I know as a current product there's a lot of of people that I really enjoy particularly some of them I just like the songs (laughs) actually on top of you know Bobby Roode's uh which has sort of gotten a, a life of its own I actually think that's one of the many things that got him over because he's very talented he's he's a fantastic wrestler but i feel like when he got to wwe after so many years of tna i think it was 10 maybe more actually maybe more like 12 or 13 uh and other promotions i feel like one of the many things that helped him get over was that song glorious i won't give in in until i'm victorious at, because it's fun to sing and that's very important especially nowadays and the crowd really gets into it and I feel like having that theme song not only got him over helped, it didn't get him over it helped get him over he got himself over but again sort of helped actually shape the character not even and capture the character but help shape it uh, in a lot of ways so I, I just think that that's a great one Oscar's theme the, the future love that one um I, I very much like Gray Wyatt's theme. Again, completely uh, fits him. I, my my only real complaint, I think, especially with modern day products, is I know earlier we talked about some instrumental uh, music and, and some other things made specifically for a wrestler by a musician with the, the companies, the various companies that they might have worked for at the time, um, and right now, but I don't feel like that works as well as it did a long time ago, like in the 80s and 90s. I feel like nowadays a lot of times if you have a, uh, a song that's uh, an instrumental of some sort that was crafted specifically for a character, I really don't feel like it's particularly good. Uh, I actually kind of had a little bit of a complaint. Like, I'm not particularly fond of of certain. Brock Lesnar's a great example. He he's got a his is from about you know years ago. His wasn't made recently. It just came back within the past few years when he decided to get back into professional wrestling. But uh, I think his is his works. But somebody like let's say Dean Ambrose's, uh, and I'm sure Phil will play that one for you. You know, it's got that you know. Uh, uh, I know Phil likes it, and I have liked it in the past. Recently, I haven't really felt it that much, and I feel like that's something that suffers a lot. I, I really, I don't particularly care too much for Seth Rollins' theme. Uh, um, I don't really care. Even Kevin Owens is one of my favorite wrestlers uh, ever. I, I liked him, but if you look at, at Kevin Owens' theme and you look at some of Kevin Steen's stuff, which is again for you crazy kids out there who don't know your indies. Um, he used to go by his real name, which is Kevin Steen, when he wrestled for ROH again among among other places. He had a lot of uh, a lot of, kind of good themes that really fit him. I think there's one that was actually even unused, which is great. I, I listen to it sometimes because I like it. Uh, I think it was just called "Kill Steen Kill." I know it's somewhere on YouTube, but I don't think he ever used that one. If if he did, and I'm wrong. You can email me uh, at checker, But uh, th- so essentially that and CM Punk's cult of personality which he used on the indies I actually felt like it was a downgrade when he first showed up in WWE I think it was in 2006, 2007 um, I feel like that was a kind of a downgrade the several themes that he used uh, up until he started using it again and I think 2012 I think 2012 he started using something like that he started using cult of personality again which is great again completely fits him and that's that one i don't even know why he used it on the indies but completely fits him don't know why uh and i I have no problem with that i have no problem if uh when wrestlers also use an existing song a a popular song of some sort and and use that as well i mean there's songs that i've heard on the radio which i I said if i was a wrestler i'd come out to this you know things like that and i i think when you inspire that in in the, the fans in the crowd, you know, I, I think that's really what makes a theme work, so um, again, just to recap, some of my favorites, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, Sting, Stone Cold Steve Austin, there are many more, many more, uh, but I think that those, those few are uh, very good, are some of the ones from the Indies as well, so uh, thank you so much for listening, I'd like to thank the extraordinaire Phil Allen for uh, overcoming his his disability with his, his very large neck and, and inviting me on to do this. Uh, boy, howdy do I just love that guy. And you guys should listen to some Phil Interrupted, I tell you what. So uh, making moves. Thanks so much.
2: Derek makes a lot of really, really great points in there. I agree with him on a, a ton of stuff there. Uh, he talks about the crow, uh, the crow. Yeah, the crow. Uh, Sting. I, I don't know anything about Sting. He's right. That is, I don't know anything about him. Guilty as charged. And I I don't really like that theme song he talks about. Uh, But I guess if I had been in that era of wrestling, it would have made a lot more sense to me and I could have loved it. So, yeah, I don't know. I just missed that one. Uh, He talks, you know, uh, briefly also about uh, Hulk Hogan and some other people uh, having just really classic songs. And uh, I'm going to have to agree with him there. So let's actually uh, let's go into one of those. This song is really catchy. It's like really catchy. You'll find yourself singing it after you hear it. Awesome, super American track. Like, ultra pro America. USA. USA. Which is what Hulk Hogan uh, definitely represented for a large part of his career. as that all American guy. I am a real American.
1: Fight for the rights of
2: every man. Classic, dude. And, uh, yeah, you know, Derek said, and also Rich, that, you know, the the person behind the character, eh, you know, might not agree with how he's handled things in his life. Um, But you can't get down on the character of Hulk Hogan because he's that all-American, never give up, and one of the biggest wrestlers of all time. This guy's on the Mount Rushmore of wrestlers, no doubt about it. Like I said, whatever you think of him on a personal level uh, is what you think of him. But you can't say that he's not one of the all-time greats in the wrestling business. Uh, just strictly because of how where he took the wrestling industry during his time. Like, doesn't have the best skill set. Nope. But his look. and Hogan must pose, God. Hogan must pose, damn it was what mcmahon always used to say because the fans loved it you know he'd do the thing where he'd shake his hand around a circle motion and then put it up to his ear because he wanted to hear the crowd cheer and oh dude awesome awesome hulk hogan They're ripping off the shirt was got to rip that shirt off the hulkamaniacs uh just a legend an absolute legend and this song is it's hulk hogan there's no other way to say it sick guitar solo too Then you hurt my pride. I've got to be a man. I can't let it slide. I am a real American. For the American. That guy's great. <laughs> oh, now Derek also mentioned this one, which is Kevin Owens, uh, also known as Kevin Steen, I think is, he said was his real name. I did go listen to the one that Derek talked about, the theme that he originally liked for Kevin Owens. And uh, it's way different. It's it, I'm not going to play it because it would take too much time to pull up and everything. But <laughs> just a little. I'm, I'm willing to do work here, but I'm not doing that much work. It's decent. But I actually really like his one that is in WWE right now. I mean, maybe that's just because the one I knew first. But it, I think it's just called Fight. And, man, this makes me want to beat the living piss out of somebody. If If I got into a rumble with somebody, I need this song to kick on. Check it out. What this song is saying to me is I'm a brawler. I'm just I'm gonna just smack you down. I dig it.
0: Can we please
1: have quiet on the set? Awesome! I came to play! I came to play! There's a price to pay! Time for you to get down on your knees!
2: Awesome! This is The Miz. Now, The Miz is a controversial character in the WWE a lot of people really hate him they really hate him and I definitely have my moments where I'm like ugh The Miz like I'm not into him either but I I appreciate his entrance and his overall vibe he's he's the A-lister he thinks he's this super big movie star And that he's more famous and better And everybody should listen to everything he says Now this kind of a character has been done a million Times before in the WWE But this is the current version of that, it's the Miz And uh, I love it I think it's a funny character, it never really Seems to get old because he's really Good at chewing out other people and making Fun of them being sarcastic So he's good at building uh, Storylines with other characters Which is why I think Vince McMahon uses him So damn much, I mean the Miz has been a staple For a long time now, and like I said. Said, he's controversial Because a lot of people Don't like him They're not even real They don't think he's that Great of a wrestler They don't even really Like his character that much But dude the guy Has been around forever He's been intercontinental Champion like 8,000 times so, he's obviously doing something right, I guess. He's got Vince McMahon, like I said, convinced that he's, he's perfect. So, I always like the song. I you know, I guess um yeah, I don't know. I like I don't know why I'm trying I'm like feeling like I got to defend myself here like people are going to attack me. You know, maybe some of you listening do want to attack me for liking the Mrs. theme song. But I do I like it. Okie doke uh, Here is our next one Hey, that's not right it's Supposed to be CM Punk no. Damn it This is Smash's stupid theme song no. Damn it I need to talk you to you Interrupting, man Come on You renamed one of the files on my computer to play your theme song Thank you for
5: playing it and asking me to be on the show.
2: I didn't ask you to be on.
5: It's a pleasure to be here. Phil tries to keep me locked away. I'm Smash.
2: Yes, yes, Smash. Uh, Yes, he's a robot. Now, can you please go away? Please get off the mic.
5: Oh, you didn't know? (sighs) Phil and I watch wrestling all
2: the time is that supposed to be the new age outlaws affirmative but yeah uh, that is that is true after
5: careful calculations I computed there is a less than 1% out of 200 billion divided by 63 trillion to the 10th degree chance that you did not play Brock Lesnar's Theme first Maybe You did Perhaps I knew it So what? Very predictable
2: Does it really matter? What? He's my favorite What? He's the beast What? Stop that What? Smash, I know what you're doing What? Would you please get out of here? What? God damn it What? Would you please get out of here? Your song is over It's time to go Smash
5: 316. How about I make you a deal? Yeah, what's that? I'll leave if you promise to watch your favorite pay-per-view with me. Summerslam 1991.
2: Oh, yeah. I mentioned that earlier. Okay. Yeah, I do love that one. All right, all right, fine. You have a deal. Absolutely. All right, now. I'll watch it with you, just please get out of here. Stop interrupting my show.
5: This is still zombie.
1: Make move,
2: This is the primetime players. I always loved this song and this entrance and this tag team. I'm probably one of the few people that really, really enjoyed them. They had a very brief run. It was Darren Young and Titus O'Neil. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, That made me cough. Sorry about that. had that Mutaba virus. But yeah, they were the primetime players. Their whole gimmick was that they were basically like... Uh, sports stars that were bigger, stronger, and they were going to make millions millions of dollars, millions of dollars. They do that funny sway thing back and forth, and uh, they had this rap song. You don't hear a lot of rap songs in uh, for entrance themes, so I don't know. This is just a personal favor of mine, the primetime players. I'd actually like to remix that song. That's cool. Now here, let's get to one of the all-time greats. I don't need to tell you who this is. Let's just listen. Other than The Undertaker. Rest in peace. Uh, whew, the man needs no introduction. He is a WWE legend. I mean, how many times as a wrestling fan have you heard this song? And you gotta hear like freaking six minutes of it because he walks down the ring at a snail's pace. So you get very familiar with the track. And uh, over the years, they added some different things. There's Thunderbolts, different things they added to it for sound effect and it, it, electric sounds or whatever. It's cool. It is just so legendary. I, I have a hard time describing it other than legendary. I think the case can be made, and I think most people will probably agree with this. Undertaker has the greatest entrance of all time. Yes, there are some others that get bigger pops or have a really great, uh, exciting intro. But overall, the length of this intro, and it's the same kind of every time, and uh, the smoke that would come up, or his druids, or whatever, all the different awesome stuff he would do. And he would raise his hands when he'd finally get to the ring, and the lights would come on, and he'd pull off his hat, you know, and his eyeballs would be all white, like going in the back of his head and stick out his tongue. Dude, freaking awesome classic entrance every all the other wrestlers that he would fight against would generally be scared by his intro and be intimidated you know this the dead man walking dude awesome the the streak at wrestlemania and oh greatest 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 entrances ever so i this probably gets for me is probably the all-time greatest entrance ever the undertaker This is Triple H. This was written by Motorhead, uh, which did quite a few different versions for Triple H over the years and for the authority and stuff like that. Ah, oh, dude. Epic, epic, epic intro. It It is really, really classic. I, I'm using the same words to describe all these songs. I know I am. I apologize. My v- vocabulary sucks. But this track really is the quintessential Triple H song. And it's so much fun to play, but any time before you're actually going to play a game, it's time to play the game. It's a perfect song to play all the time. Listen to just listen to how it starts again one more time. This is great. It's
1: time to play the game. It's time to
2: play the game.
5: <laughs>
0: time to play the game.
2: And you know you see him coming out with the green lights and he spits the water up into the air. And he's got that very classic grimacing angry face with the f- rolls and folds in his forehead. And he comes down to the ring and spits more water. And he usually has uh, Stephanie McMahon, his wife, at his side wearing some sort of ridiculous outfit. And, ah, oh, dude, they are they are really... Some of my favorite people in wrestling. Uh, you know, Triple H always has to put himself in one of the main events in WrestleMania. Oh my god, come on. But uh, this song is is really, really, really good stuff. I love the game. out
0: to
2: Time to play the game.
1: If you smell what the rock
0: is cooking.
2: I know I've come out with some heavy hitters here, and a few of them in a row. The Rock. This is another one. He's just got overwhelming confidence. And this song is definitely uh, sums that up. As the over-the-top guitar solos. Uh, the Rock song makes people pop extremely hard uh, when he comes out. Yeah, very very iconic. There's been quite a few different versions of The Rock's theme. Uh, I couldn't even decide which one to play. I just picked one. So yeah, The Rock's theme. This is one you probably wouldn't think I'm going to play. AJ Lee, light it up, baby. Let's light it up. Uh, I always liked this song. It's catchy, and I needed to put in a woman wrestler. This is is when they they were still the divas before the women's division. They renamed it. It was the divas. AJ Lee would skip down to the ring. She was kind of psychotic. Oh great song summed her up perfectly oh the song it makes her it seems i makes it makes her seem so innocent and nice but she could just go crazy on you psycho in a split second anyway i'm not going to spend a lot of time on this but really liked aj lee's theme song as far as uh women's division goes Coming out to this. Is that a saxophone sound? What is that? Some bongos. Ridiculous! This is Tito Santana. This is such a silly song. This is like it makes me think of like monkeys or something. That was just a fun one. I just like this one, Ass Man, Billy Gun. Shove
1: love to them, stick,
2: stick an ass? Pick them?
1: He's
2: an, an Ass man? Is he he said pick them? Does that mean like picking wedgies? Either way, it's a great song. I'm an ass man. <laughs> Alright, let's step away from my ridiculous uh song selections for one second. And let's listen to another Mark, Pat Cullen. Uh also whew, a go-to guy for wrestling, knows his stuff and has very interesting opinions. And uh let's get his take on what his favorite WWE entrance themes are.
3: Hello, Phil Interrupted Fans. What is up? It's your boy Pat Cullen back real quick to discuss wrestling theme songs, who has the best and why. Now for me personally, a good wrestling theme has two things to it. One, it builds off and enhances the wrestler's personal gimmick. It tells the story with the wrestler themselves. On top of that, it's got to be good. It has to be catchy. You don't want to listen to a song and not like it, right? Especially if you're going to hear it week after week after week after week. For varying amounts of time. Now so. Here's my personal top three. Wrestling themes. From the WWE. Number three. Has to be Worlds Apart. The theme of Sammy Zayn. Why? Well. It tells you exactly what you're getting with him. He's Worlds Apart. This theme. Well it doesn't have lyrics. Aside from the opening. Let's go. It's upbeat. It's jazzy. It's fun. It's a. jazz band piece you know exactly what you're getting from this kind of match Sami Zayn is one of the funniest and best wrestlers on the WWE roster and when you hear that song you know just what you're gonna get a good exciting match with a lot of fun to it number two now this should be a gimme it's glorious Bobby Roode It speaks for itself. The theme itself is glorious. And it conveys the message of what you're getting with Bobby Roode. He thinks of himself as glorious. You know exactly what kind of personality you're going to get. You're going to know exactly what kind of look. Tall, muscular, abs. Throw in the robe. Got them flashing lights on them. Boom. Glorious. Now I won't give in. Now that... That conveys a message, it tells you exactly what you're looking at. But, there's one theme that outranks it for me. And it's very similar, at least in theme, at least in the message it tells. And that is, I Am Perfection, Dolph Ziggler's original theme. Now, this song... It's a bit dated, it hasn't been used in years and it was basically reworked into his current theme of I'm here to show the world with the same artist and basically the same tune itself. But the I Am Perfection message matched exactly what Ziv- Ziggler's gimmick was back then. He was perfection, he had the look, he had the ladies, He and he could back it up. He was, one again, another great wrestler who could back it up in the ring with what he looked like he it told the story of who he was and he was perfection now i'm sure a lot of people are going to disagree with me on that but what can i say that's my opinion thanks for listening guys have a good one talk to you later phil
2: there you have it all right thanks pat appreciate you uh chiming in Let's get down here to the nitty-gritty. I uh, don't have too many more for you. So let's... Uh, oh, you know what? This one actually uh, Derek mentioned, the Dean Ambrose theme, and I totally agree with him. When he, Dean Ambrose went became a single star, a superstar, WWE superstar, I really, really liked his theme song at first because he was, you know, the fringe lunatic. He was kind of insane was his whole gimmick. He just was over the top. And this song really did a good job of sort of, you know, showing that. But as time has gone on, like Derek mentioned during his segment, I kind of agree. It's kind of lost its luster. It's not as good. You be the judge. It is cool, though, but... Like I said, it's cool, but it's, there's not a lot to it It's very repetitive And maybe that's the problem Is It just gets boring too quick There's not enough to it Maybe he could do some sort of a remix with that and have it uh, be pretty badass. Now, he also mentioned Seth Rollins, which is another member of the Shield, and his theme song that he said he wasn't too much of a fan of it. Now, Seth Rollins' theme, I guess, is kind of forgettable in a way, but it is extremely aggressive with its double bass drum kicks, and it definitely makes me want to F someone up. This is a song that I would want to fight to, so here, let's just check it out. I definitely like Seth Rollins' theme song better than Dean Ambrose. But yeah, that song, it's, it's aggressive. It's aggressive as hell. Bushwhackers, baby. They're coming out, those little guys, and they're throwing their arms up in the air, back and forth, doing their hilarious little walk. They're like backwoods hicks. Gotta love the Bushwhackers. I think this is a a great theme song. This is a lot of fun. That's what the Bushwhackers were. They were fun. They weren't an aggressive, like, I'm gonna take you down kind of a tag team. They're just some hillbillies having fun, going out, beating the hell out of people, giving people noogies, and having fun. And sometimes, you know, wrestling, that's that's what it's all about, it's just having fun. Bushwhackers. Now, there's some other really great ones, like Doink the Clown. I thought about playing him, but, you know, it's just your classic uh, clown song. Then goes evil, because he was a jerk. Uh, a lot of other really great songs. I have so many more here that I could play, uh, you know... It, But we're not going to get into all of them because there's just probably just, you know, way too many. And there's ones that I skipped that you could easily say deserve to be on this list. There's the Kurt Angle song, you know, very Olympic kind of oriented. The New Age Outlaws have a great one. Uh, Too Cool has that ridiculous song that's supposed to be hip. That one is pretty hilarious. McFoley, you know, the car crash in the beginning. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler, Randy Orton, you know, I hear voices in my head, he sucks. All those songs uh, are definitely class. Shawn Michaels, you know, the sexy boy. I could have easily played all those, but eh, to me, they weren't exactly some of my all-time favorites. But they are as very, very, very recognizable as, as many of these are very recognizable. But let's get down to just uh, two more. So here's our second to last one. This one, this is Chris Benoit. This is just a no-nonsense kind of song. Absolutely no-nonsense with that guitar riff. I thought that fit his character very well. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, like I said before, I miss this era of wrestling. And uh, this is a quintessential classic wrestling song. The Rattlesnake. Uh, Dude, he's coming out to raise hell. He's a hellraiser. That's what he does. And he's going to kick your ass. He's going to make you look like a fool. And he doesn't give a shit. That is Stone Cold Steve Austin, the ultimate hellraiser. And this song, that glass shattering, it is perfect for the character. Because... It's like a perfect intro for the aggressive music that comes on with the guitars and the this thrashing drums. Now let's just hear it one more time this glass breaking. Perfect. Would make Crowds go absolutely nuts when they'd hear that glass shatter. Because you never knew what Stone Cold was going to do. I've gone back and watched tons of pay per views and classic m- moments with Vince McMahon and, and uh, Mr. McMahon, I should call him at that moment, fighting with Stone Cold and him against The Rock and this and that. And oh, they are some great matches. I understand why people go nuts for the Attitude Era and Stone Cold Steve Austin. It really was a fun time in wrestling and uh, watching those old segments. Uh, you know, with the bedpan when he smashes him over the head when he's pretending to be the nurse in the hospital when he hits Vince McMahon it's just the the freaking the, was the beer truck and just oh my god there's so many great things uh, that he did that, that di- weren't even, like, actual wrestling stuff. Just, like, stuff he did, like, in the, ba- like, behind the stage. And uh, I think he uses the cement truck. and Like, I forget whose car it is. It's either M- Vince McMahon's or Shane's. I forget now. I know you guys out there are killing me for not remember who it is. But he uses the cement truck on the car and the windows explode out. Like, dude, that is just badass, like, wrestling stuff. I actually have a a little story about the Stone Cold song. I used to do uh, a production for a minor league hockey team. And that means I got to do all the video and audio and help set up promos and things like that. And I had a computer where I would... This is actually the one I'm using right now, a little behind the scenes. A computer where I had all sorts of music on it and I could play it uh, during the hockey game. You know, anytime a whistle blew, you'd play a song... Intermissions We hit the We score a goal You know I'd hit the goal horn And play our goal song That kind of stuff Right It was a lot of fun It was a really fun gig Well In Hockey There are fights And when fights happen You've got to play A good song For, for when they You know They t- they throw down the gloves On the ice And they square up And they're, they're Kind of You know They're like re- Got their fists up And they're ready to go at it And I have great memories Of dropping this This is exactly what I do So all of a sudden, the hockey game would be going on all of a sudden. So it would be like, fight, fight. And the cameras would zoom in on it and I'd go. I'd, I'd play the Stone Cold Steve Austin music while they were fighting. Oh, yeah. That's my little memory. But yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin's uh, music, the glass shattering, makes people pop like no other song popped. I would say that Stone Cold Steve Austin's song got the biggest crowd reaction, I think probably of all time. I think Undertaker's entrance is the greatest entrance of all time because of just the whole theatrics of it. And I think maybe... the. In some regards, the most beloved one was Hulk Hogan with the real American thing in the 80s and stuff in the early 90s. People loved that all-American hero that they wanted during that time and era in our country. You know, that's what they wanted. And then during the 90s, they wanted the badass, you know, kick your boss's ass, Stone Cold. And that's how wrestling goes, you know. And John Cena is the, the right guy at the right time for his, you know, major run and, You know, we'll sort of see who's going to be the next guy in wrestling, but these themes, these entrance song themes, the music and the gimmicks that these wrestlers have, the music is so critically important to who they are and identifying them and basically having a product that you can sell to the viewer and you can sell T-shirts with, you know, the game on it and all the stuff that's in these songs. You can sell shirts and merchandise. It's, It's all part of building a character for the WWE that the fans love. And I think it's absolutely so much fun. So I had a really good time uh, doing this episode and playing a lot of these songs. There's so many more I could have done. I apologize if I left out some of the greats and some of your favorite songs. Uh, I had to just get through some of them. Like I don't even know why I played Booker T's, but I did. You know, all right, enough said. So, hey, guys, uh, one cool thing I do want to tell you about is Phil Interrupted, the podcast, is now on iTunes, Stitcher, as well as Google Play. Uh, You can always find it also at uh, www.com. No. You can also always find it at CircularLogicStudios.com. But again, it is now on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. So uh, make sure to subscribe, and it'll be easier for you to find the show. So I'm very excited about that, that I finally got on those platforms. If you have any questions, concerns, suggestions, whatever it may be, you can hit me up at philinterrupted at gmail.com. Uh PhilInterrupted on Twitter. I think I erased. I think I erased my Twitter app. I'm not sure I'll receive your message. Maybe I'll redownload at some point. Uh, but you could always check out Phil on Twitter. Uh, yeah, like I said, iTunes, all that good stuff. Check it out. That'd be great. And yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. So I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, we're making moves here on Phil and we will catch you next time. Peace out. Oh, yes, and thank you to the guys for sending in your segments. Definitely appreciate that. He said pick them? Does that mean like picking wedgies? Either way, it's a great song. I'm an ass man.